you know, how family can be at least. And um, we went to my wife's family's house this year. She's not here, so. But this is recorded, um, so. No, I love them. Uh, but it was just tough. And so I was just happy to be home, but we were drained. And I was like, we were kind of like, it was like rock, paper, scissors for who was going to go that night to be honest, and um, I lost. Uh, (laughs) I lost rock, paper, scissors, but you're right. Um, And I was just like, God, I I don't, I think for me, part of the the reason I didn't want to be there that night is because I didn't feel like I had anything to give. And um, when you're in a place where um, that's part of part of what you do is you're expected to give something um, that's difficult and um, it's uncomfortable and I think for me it was just um, it was stressing me out (laughs) and um, you know I felt like okay well I have to to go. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be there, but I don't have anything to give, and I don't know how the night's going to go because of that. And, you know, I showed up, and as soon as I walked into the room, um, one, it was just like the presence of God was was really so tangible. I was just like, yeah, I didn't lose. I, I, did, I did win. And I was I felt like I was kind of instantly reminded why I was looking forward to that night. And being away for two weeks, um, it, was, it was so refreshing to be back in this um, community. And also as, um, as your pastor, it was so refreshing to, to go in that place and to know that I could, I could just be and I could just receive, and I actually felt like the pressure was completely off, um, partly because of um, the family that was in that room. And so for those of you who were there that night and part of making that happen, thank you. And um, it really meant a lot to me. And it was really, um, I think it was really nourishing for my soul. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I went home just so thankful for you guys and thankful for, um, just the goodness of God in our midst and hopeful for this year and, um, encouraged and so, um, just wowed by God and what he's done, um, leading up to this year. And so part of why I'm sharing that tonight is, um, you know, I feel like some of those feelings and some of that um, is still is still residing, to be honest. So um, part of me, uh, Maria and the boys stayed home tonight. They weren't feeling well. And part of me was just like, man, I'm so jealous. (sighs) And I'm a little tired, 
and I don't feel like I have a lot to give right now. Um, but I'm here, and what I shared at the beginning tonight was as much for me as it was for you um, to just evaluate and to even just ask God to um, to help us to see the significance of our choices, and especially when it comes to our participation as a family together and our participation with him on an individual level. And, uh, and so, um, here we are. <laughs> and I, I want to say too, I appreciate that in moments like this, um, just the encouragement of, of others to say, be yourself and to know that they mean it. And so, um, upon that invitation, I'm trying. <laughs> and, um, and I will say, and just taking that to heart today, like already something is, is um, a burden has been removed. And I think it's the burden that religion puts on us to say, you're supposed to be or you're supposed to do um, supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to do a certain thing, and, um, and none of us can live up to that. And, you know, as we sing that song, Simple Gospel, that's really what it's about. It's, it's, it's the truth that in Jesus, um, we don't have to. You realize that? The truth in Jesus is really freedom comes when you realize that um, you don't have to be anybody else except for who you are. And that who you are, um, you're accepted because of who he is and because of what he's done. Um, and that's the gospel. And that's the, the thing that God is reiterating. Sorry, I thought my phone was on silent. Let me just, ooh. New phone, I'll blame it on that. This is the thing that God is reiterating to us over and over again. It's the thing that um, uh, I think we need to hear over and over again is that we're loved and accepted in Jesus right where we're at. And, and God is growing us and changing us, but especially in those moments where we don't feel like it's happening, that's the truth is that he loves us right where we are and he accepts us right where we are. And so that's... that's um, what should give us the confidence to know that we don't have to try to be somebody that we're not, and we don't have to try and um, project that everything's okay and that we have all the answers and all of that mess that isn't doesn't it doesn't help anybody, does it? I don't think it does. Um, so with that, I, I did want to just share a really short word tonight and it's it's really a question and um, I would say that part of what I'm wrestling through right now and some of you may be as well is just as we come to into a new year um, part of it is a motivation uh, deficit I don't know if anybody else is feeling that, but I'm feeling that, and and it's weird because it's it's not in every area of my life, 
Um, but it is in some important areas of my life, feeling a motivation deficit. And, um, um, and I guess the question is, how do we deal with that? What do we do with that? And for me, part of that is what I'm talking to you about right now, which is you have the privilege to, um, to help lead this church. Help. <laughs> Jesus is the one leading this church. And I'm trying to remind myself that. <laughs> and, um, and so with that, when there's a lack of motivation, it's kind of like, here we are, you know. Um, I don't feel like I have something to tell you about. This is where we're going in 2018, and it's going to be awesome, and come along for the ride. <laughs> I'm wrestling through some motivation deficit right now. Um, as your pastor, and um, I'm wrestling through that in some other areas as well, but I think this is one of them. And I want to be excited, and I want to have motivation, and I want to know, more importantly, um, what God has for us this year. And I was reminded this weekend, um, partly, that none of those things are going to happen in a vacuum. And, um, and so I would just encourage all of us in that there's something about important in the vulnerability of saying, like, I'm lacking something that I feel like I need right now. There's something important in saying that because um, the work that God is doing in, in some ways to restore some of the things, I believe it's, it's, it's meant to happen in the context of community with him and with each other. Um, so that would be the first suggestion is if, if you're feeling some of that lack right now, if there's things that you desire to be different or you feel like they're not where you'd like them to be, just be honest about it. Um, because even, even with God, you know, sometimes we just, we come to him and, and we, we know, we think we know what we should say. And I realize that this week for myself as well, like, okay, I want to spend time with him. I know I should spend time with him, but, but some of that has been me trying to, um, tell him what I think he wants to hear. And I think, um, actually there's this place where in, in honesty and vulnerability with God, it's weird because he knows you, he knows me. Uh, You think that would make it easier to be honest with him. Or you think that some, but sometimes what it does is we say, well, God, you already know. So um, what we're really doing is we're not being honest with ourselves before him. And um, what that does is it actually keeps us from being able to hear from him, honestly. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's why I feel like I'm kind of wrestling through um, as well. And even just this idea of, Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, and I feel like there's more to come with that. But on a really simple level, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the helper. And that's a really beautiful thing, is that God wants to be a helper in your life. But you know what that means, right? That means you actually have to want his help. And you have to be open and honest about needing his help. Um... And something beautiful happens when we get to that place. And so if you're feeling like you don't have what you need, it's actually, I believe God is wanting to, to 
let that lead us into dependency on him, dependency on each other. And I think that's something I really struggle with, to be honest with you. And so it's uncomfortable <laughs> to ask for help. But that's why we have a helper, is because we're actually supposed to be, um, as children of God, okay with that. Um, so with that, I just I think this question is coming up, and it's related to motivational deficit. If you ha- are feeling that in any area of your life, I've I just, as I sort of have been trying to be honest with God about that this week, this question um, has come up of just, what is your why? What is your why? And um, if that's you, you might want to write that down. What is your why? And realizing that if we are lacking motivation in an area of our life that's important to us and that we know matters, that it might be because we've lost a sense of what that is. We've lost a sense of what is the answer to that. Meaning, the why is the motivation. (laughs) The why is the area of motivation. So when you know your why, then actually motivation is, is embedded in that. It's part of that. Um, so it's really asking, what is the very thing that is meant to drive us in a particular area? And that's not an easy question. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's a, it's a, you know, something that we're going to sort out in, in an hour or a day. But I, I feel like even for me, that's what God is kind of bringing it back to is, what is your why? And, um, and um, I believe that as we let the Holy Spirit help us in this way of like, God, I, I'm, I, I don't have the drive that I want to have in this area that's important to me, so help me. I believe one of the ways he's going to help us, in fact, is to help remind us of the why. Um, bring us back to perhaps some things that we've forgotten about related to the why. And it's, it's along the lines of, of just that, um, that prayer that says, restore to me. Don't worry, it's, the church isn't exploding, I don't think. It's just old pipes. They get crazy. Um, but it's, it's, when you hear that, it, just think that's a, good, that's a good thing. It means the heat's trying to do something, right? <laughs> it's trying. It's trying. It's trying to find its why. Uh, where your why? Where your why? Um, the, our why is, I think, related to this thing of um, like our salvation and that prayer of of Jesus restore to us the joy of our salvation and and the joy comes when we remember why he saved us why he found us why we're his why we're here those kind of things and so it's it's wrapped into that i i think there's probably a lot of um verses even that we could talk about related to the why, but I'm not going to get to it. Um, I think the one, though, that comes to mind 
um, is is this um, invitation from Jesus when he says, um, "Seek first the kingdom." And and I think that is really a call into into discovering and rediscovering our why. Seek first the kingdom. I believe that as we as we ask God about our why, that should lead us to um, Him, and that should lead us to His kingdom. That should lead us um, to the things that He cares about and the things that matter to Him. Our why. I think is found in his, if that makes sense. So I would encourage you, as you're asking that, um, maybe even to ask yourself, what does it look like for me to be seeking first the kingdom in my life, to be motivated by what motivates God as we start this year? And even to let God remind you of, of the things that motivated you and him in the past, but also to let him uncover some new things. Because it's not all um, just repeating what you already know. There's new things this year for each of us. And I think some of perhaps what, what I'm struggling with and, and maybe some of you might be struggling with is is the fact that we, we just don't know that yet. Um, and maybe we don't have a sense of it yet. Um, we haven't um, embraced the truth that there is there are new things coming in regards to our purpose in God this year that um, he's unfolding and that he's going to bring us into. And so actually in his goodness, he's, he wants to bring us on board in that. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. That's what I got tonight. And I just want to, I want to pray into that. Um, let me just check the time. Is that allowed? Can I do that? Pastors do it all the time. They just, a lot of times we try to, try to sneak it in, you know. It's like, I don't wear a watch, so. And we don't have one hanging on the back wall. Um, what I want to do is is open up just a couple minutes for um, for a few people, if you'd like to, to pray into that on our behalf, um, and uh, and then we're going to take communion together. So maybe just two or three people, as you feel led, who want to pray into that for us. And you have to pray loud because the heat's working again. All right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the mic stand over, and if you want to pray for us, just come up and pray into that, and um, and then when we're done, I'm gonna invite us to take communion together. Hi, everybody. 
I know I'm supposed to pray, but I had a, I actually got a corporate word kind of for all of us while um, John was speaking, and it's kind of crazy. I got this word, fantastical, and I was like, that doesn't seem right right now. <laughs> um, but I was like looking up the word fantastic, and the first definition is actually conceived or appearing as if conceived by an unrestrained imagination. And I was just like, I was just kind of talking to the Lord and and thinking, man, like there's so many dreams that you've planted in us in this community. And there's dreams and things that like are beyond our imagination that you've been birthing. And I was like, but, but there's moments where those dreams, we just like really try to do them out of our own strength. And I was like, Lord, like that's the last place I want to be. So that's kind of the thing that I wanted to pray is just over, over the milestones that have come for some of us that we would be relying on the Lord's strength. So Father, I just pray over dreams and the things that the, the seeds that you've kind of planted in us that are beyond our imaginations that are fantastic and fantastical even. Um, and I, I just pray that out of the promise of those, of those things being birthed, I pray that along the journey that we would sh- truly just have surrender, God. I just pray for a heart of surrender in here um, that as we, as we dream with you, and as we take hold of um, just the out of our minds um, sort of goals that are that are ahead of us, that we can only reach with you, God. That we would realize that we can only reach those goals with you and by your strength. I pray just a deposit of your strength, your Holy Spirit's strength, to just help us and to encourage us. God, and to just pull us out of, of depression and anxiety when we wake up in the morning and we're feeling um, broken and feeling that we're not enough. God, I just declare that you are enough for us and you are our portion. You are our strength. You are so good, Papa. And I, I pray that as your, as your kids, we would rely on you um, with that spot at the table that you've prepared for us. That we won't go hungry because um, you've prepared a meal for us. So I pray that um, we would connect with you and that we would commune with you in your name. Amen. Um, So before I pray, I just want to share this word, this word, uh, participatory. Um, it's a role, a system, or an activity, a relationship that invites people to play an active and influential part in the decisions which affect their lives. And that is, um, that's a word that we share with God in the relationship that we have with him. He invites us into relationship um, to be an active participant in that relationship for the very things that affect us and, and affect the lives around us. He, the creator of the universe, invites us into a role of participating with him, is partnering with him um, in the decisions that are going on that are affecting our lives and the lives of those around us and in our world. Um, so I just want to... 
um, encourage you uh, to take that word, um, relationship, participatory, participant, co-creator, co-laborer, co-heir. These are things that you're hearing a lot, but I want you to take that word and really sit with that word this week. And, and what does that mean to you? How does that apply to you? You're a child of God, and this is a role that God has given you. This is part of your inheritance to participate with him. And in doing that, when you're in a relationship, you want it to go deeper. When trust is being built, there has to be vulnerability. There has to be a moment where you are honest with yourself and honest with that other person about where you're at, what you think, what you feel, the things that you understand, the things that you desire, and even the things you feel like you failed at or you're not good at or your weaknesses even. When you begin to share with someone, you think about your friend, when you begin to share and go deeper, that person becomes closer to you. Why? Because you're sharing your life together. You're sharing things that you might not share with other people. You're going deeper with this person as this, this trust begins to be built. And that's what God invites us into. This relationship where your trust in him can be built up. But it only happens when we reach a place when we offer up the vulnerability to be honest with ourselves and be honest with him. To come to that place to say that I have a need that needs to be met. To seek him to say, I need help with this. I can't do it by myself. When we reach a place of saying, I'm no longer self-sufficient. I'm relying on you for this. To be there for me. To speak with me. To help me. And I think the world teaches us that vulnerability is a bad thing. It's a weakness. People will take advantage of it. It shows that you, you, you're not strong enough. And that's, that's the world mindset. But God has a kingdom mindset. And the kingdom says that's the exact place where you need to be. To be empowered by God himself. In his strength. is a place where you are vulnerable with him. Where you trust him enough to say, I will let you into this place that I don't let anybody else. That I'm maybe afraid to go to myself and admit things to myself, but I'm going to take that step with you. To share that with you. To start opening that up to you. So when John's talking about that place where, you know, Lord, i got to be honest. I don't want to be here and I don't want to be doing this. I know very well that feeling. I feel that at times too. And for the longest, I struggled and was stressed out about it. When I started learning to say, to go to God and being like, well, I think you're going to be angry with me when I say this to you, that I don't want to do this. I think you're going to be disappointed in me when I come to you and say, I've had enough. I think you're not going to love me anymore and you're not going to like me when I reveal to you all these negative thoughts that I'm having about the situation or this person or even myself. When you really see the real me, God, I don't think you can accept me and I don't think you're going to love me and I think you're going to leave in that place, as much it may, as it may hurt, you can, we can trust God with that place. We can trust him with that. He's asking us to trust him with that. He's asking for that. So I just want to pray into that, if I could. Um, Father God, just the word Father. I just pray, Lord, that in our hearts and minds, you would restore what Father really means to some of us right now. Because some of us didn't have a very good example of what a father is and what a father is supposed to do and how a father is supposed to love us. So I would pray first and foremost that you would restore and redeem the, the, the role, the title of father in our hearts and minds. And Lord, as you do that, I pray that you would begin to 
open up our hearts and our minds in a way that it's not been opened before to receive the truth that you are our father and that you love us and that the most important thing to you is us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be comfortable with the uncomfortable place of being vulnerable and authentic and being just bare before you and just being ourselves. I pray, Father, that you would help us and each one of us would turn to you and ask for help to say, I want to be okay just being myself. First and foremost, Lord, help me to be okay with my being me, being myself, knowing that I'm enough, knowing that I'm okay, knowing that I am worth loving, knowing that, um, yeah, that there's goodness in here because you created me and you love me. I pray, Father, that you would help us to get to that place where we could just sit before you and say, here I am. No agenda. <laughs> Not trying to figure out the, you know, the perfect words to say to you or, oh, I've got to do, you know, some really good things so God will love me and, and, and look on, upon me favorably. But that we could just literally sit wherever we are and just sit before you and say, here I am. All the good, all the bad, all the stuff I figured out, all the stuff I haven't figured out, all the stuff I've done or haven't done yet. Just all these things that make up me. Here it is, Lord. And Lord, I pray in that place that you will begin to show us that your love is not conditional. It is not conditional. There is nothing that we could do that would, that could so separate us from you, Lord God, that you would never keep trying. You always keep trying no matter what. So Lord, I just pray for vulnerability in this group and in this house tonight. I pray for a vulnerable hearts that would be open to receiving the truth of love and relationship and community because you made us to be in relationship with you and you made us to be in relationship with others and as we continue that relationship Lord God we go deeper we begin to discover more about who we truly are we begin to be healed of hurts and lies Lord we begin to be delivered from the things that were put upon us said to us done to us Lord we begin to be empowered to pray um, prayers of faith for not only our lives but our family and our friends and and our community and our city Lord teach us how to be in community Teach us how to value and be in relationship, restore and redeem what relationship community mean to us and what it truly means to you, Lord God. And in that place, I pray, Father, that your comforter, your helper, the Holy Spirit, will show us the truth of who we are in Christ, that you see us and we are holy. When you look at us, we are glorious. When you look at us, you see love. Help us to receive that love and see that love for ourselves. Help us to be able to love ourselves as you love us. Help us to be able to love our, our neighbors and the people around us as you love them. Help us to see ourselves the way you see us, not the way the world sees us, and maybe not even the way we've been seeing ourselves, Lord, but the truth of who we are. Help us to be able to see ourselves the way that you see us, with eyes of love, a heart of compassion. Help us, Lord, to receive the truth that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, that you have sent your comforter and helper to help us in every situation, great and small, 
the big things and the little details, and Lord, that you care about every aspect of our lives. I pray that tonight no one will leave this place without that seed being planted or watered or nourished. That vulnerability with you is the best place we can be because it opens us up to a world of possibilities we never imagined and a love we could not fathom otherwise. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Dan, uh, I thank you for how you're always happy to see us. You're always happy to see us walk through the doors. And uh, yeah, I thank you for your, your excitement for us, uh, the excitement that you have for our destiny and our lives for this church family, uh, for our work, for our studies. Um, for our conversations, for our dreams. And I thank you for how uh, you honor our participation. Um, and I just thank you for these words today, Father, and how um, the answers truly do come in community and with people. And so, um, yeah, I pray for, um, for relationships, Father. Um, I pray for those um, relationships where we can uh, really trust the person that's in front of us. Um, forgive those um, who have broken that trust um, and not put that on other people who have yet to do that, but how sometimes we do put that on them. And I pray that uh, you would highlight uh, those relationships that may already be there um, and if not, just um, remind us of the hope you have for the ones that you are already bringing about, Father. Um, I thank you for how your heart is for family and how um, if you, <coughs> if that's something that you have a heart for that you desire, you're not going to withhold it from us. Um, I pray against the lie that you will withhold anything uh, that, uh, that you've promised that is part of your kingdom, um, and that is good. Um, yeah, so I just I pray against that, Father, against the, that lie. Yeah. yeah, in Jesus' name, amen.